1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
0: God will forgive you if you ask Him, and then ask Him to help you to forgive yourself, and that forgiveness will come. Friends, it's Christmas, and God's passing out packages and gifts today. Won't you just reach out and take hold of that gift that God has for you?
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. During this very special time of year, Merry Christmas. This week we are continuing a set of messages focused on the birth of Jesus and how much His coming changed the world forever. Let's join Pastor Jack Morris and the congregation of the Largo Community Church for today's message, Heaven's Christmas Tree.
0: I I read this poem and uh, it's sort of faded out, but I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Only God can make a tree. I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks to God all day and lifts her leafy words in prayer. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Let's look at trees and give praise to the Lord for what He has done. I I think in creation, Genesis chapter 2, God made a beautiful garden that He called paradise. And in that garden He put trees. It was just read a moment ago to you. And those trees, many of them for food, but it also says many of them were just there to look at and enjoy for aesthetic purposes. And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, the scripture tells us of another tree that God planted on Mount Calvary. And there Jesus died on that tree, burying all of our sins in his own body. And then we go to Revelation chapter 22. It was just read to you just a moment ago. There in that beautiful city, paradise in heaven, flowing down the main street, a river of life, and on either side, the tree of life. Friend, let's read the Word and pay attention to the Word because we're going to see that tree some of these days. And for some of us, it's not that far off. And we look forward with great anticipation. You know, I I don't think that it's an accident that a tree is associated with Christmas and the birth of Jesus. I see trees in here today. We put up our Christmas tree. Uh, Some of you have already put up your tree some of you are going to be putting up a tree very shortly, but when I see that Christmas tree, I look at the star above the tree, and I think of the Bethlehem star that led the wise men to the Christ child. And then I come down and I look at all of the, the tinsel and the bulbs and the lights shining so bright, and it, it's symbolic of the joy that Jesus brings, in, the light of the world, The angel sang at his birth and said, He brings you good tidings of great joy. Great joy. Not just a little giggle of a laugh, but joy that remains within and strengthens us and keeps us. And then I, I look at the gifts under the tree and I think of the gift most precious that God gave that very first Christmas gift. Without Jesus, there's no other name under heaven no other name under heaven on the face of this earth whereby we must be saved, but because of Jesus. And then I look at the tree itself. It's evergreen that says that God's tree is going to last forever. My little Christmas tree is going to fade away, but there's another tree, another tree. And on that tree, on Golgotha, Jesus took your sins. Friend, I think... I think we all ought to just bow before the Lord, give praise to God. Jesus came. He's here today with us always, blessing us and helping us and caring for us. I want to tell you now about my Christmas tree and not the tree I have in my living room and home today, but as I go into this story, I think you'll understand more what I mean when I say my Christmas tree. Many years ago... Dad put up a tree for me. Uh, Well, he did it for my mother and for my sister also. I must have been about seven years old, but I shall never forget. There was a thump at the door and a bump. It was December, naturally, and the nights are long. It's dark, but it was still early, but yet dark. And uh, my mother went to the door and opened the door, and there stood my dad with a Christmas tree, a little. uh, We made it into a Christmas tree. It was an evergreen tree about four or five feet tall, with a huge big ball of dirt on the end. Now, there was a a, a sack around it to keep it from fall, the dirt from falling. But my sister and I and my mother, too, everyone was laughing. We never saw such a thing. And I was so happy. My dad's just bringing dirt into the house. I always wanted to bring dirt in the house, but I couldn't bring dirt. But Mom would let Dad bring it in. And then we put that tree up, and we put tinsel and everything on it. And after Christmas, we took that tree down to the, to the end of the, our yard and planted it. And my mother said, now it's going to need a lot of water for it to grow, which means all day, every day, it's going to be Christmas. There's my Christmas tree. And so I started taking buckets of water down and, and pouring it on. And finally, my mother came out and she said, enough, enough. I mean, the ground was just sopped. And, and I was going she said, you're going to drown that tree. I wanted that tree to grow, and grow it did. It grew way up into the sky. What a wonderful tree. I remember going out and looking at that tree all those years I lived in Pennsylvania. And then years after we moved away, my mother and dad got a divorce. Uh, My dad was always very careful to take care of his children and his ex-wife. My mother, I don't think she had much of a, Choice. I think she, she did what she had to do, but uh, my dad never remarried, and he never put up another Christmas tree. My mother always put up Christmas trees. Christmas was just the biggest time of the year for her. She celebrated over and over and repeatedly. Well, I knew my dad never put up a Christmas tree thereafter. We were living in Baltimore, and I remember that first Christmas. My mother, uh, we were with my mother in the morning. Of Christmas, and then in the afternoon, she took my sister and myself down to Union Station, and we caught a train, went back toward Pittsburgh, and um, to spend the afternoon and evening then with my dad. And I remember the disappointment when I walked in the house that I was literally I was born in that house, and uh, I looked over in the corner where my mother had always put up that tree, and it was just dark. And I remember how sad. it was that there was no tree in my dad's house, and my dad was just so happy to have his two children back that afternoon and that evening. Well, years later, a lot of years later, I became a pastor, and then I went to Missouri to finish my my first degree in theology. And my mother called and she said, "Your dad's dying. He has cancer. He's dying." And a few months after that, he did die. So in December, just a few days before Christmas, we had Rebecca then. Jackie wasn't there at the time. Actually, my son is going to be in the 11 o'clock service this morning, and I'd like for you all to meet him. And he's going to be at the, the luncheon afterwards. Um, he came up from North, South Carolina to be with his mother for this great event that you all are bestowing upon her. Well, we had little Rebecca, she must have been about three years old, and uh, I loaded up my hour, a 1956 Chevrolet, and uh, cold, it was, I don't think there's ever been a day colder than that day, snow all over the Midwest, and so we started back. I just had to be, <coughs> I had to be back here. I, my dad, <coughs> goodness, I'm getting emotional. My dad put up a tree for me, and by the grace of God, I was going to put up a tree for him. So we started. It took us two hours to get to St. Louis. Then we continued to drive. It was so cold that the condensation on the, on the windows of the car, I could take my fingernail. I had to. My fingernails had scrape it off. Uh, it was freezing inside the car. Uh, that's how cold it was. But uh, had a great wife and a great daughter. They were with me all the way. We, we made it back. The next day was the day before Christmas. We got in about two days before Christmas. So I, I had to find a Christmas tree. I, I went to Connellsville, about 30 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. And I looked all over the place. I mean, the wind was howling and blowing, blowing snow everywhere. And uh, I'm not sure, but I think it was a saloon that I found a... Well, let me finish. (laughs) I didn't go in. (laughs) I wasn't that cold. I found an old scrubby tree in the back of that... I mean, I know the proprietor was going to throw that thing away. But that was the only tree that was left. I don't know it was a tree. It was more like a branch. And so I asked him, I said, how how much do you want for that? Now, I knew he was going to throw it away. He had to. I mean, it was worthless. He said, $2. Well, he about broke me. I gave him my $2, took that tree back to my dad's house, and we decorated it. And um, that was his last Christmas, and we had a nice time. Being there with him, so I knew I had to put up that tree for him. But that other tree down at the end of the yard, let me tell you about that tree. Every two or three years, I would drive back up to Pennsylvania, and um, there's a, a grade. Uh, I, I turn off the main road, and it's just a, it's a, I wouldn't even call it a hill, but it's just somewhat of a, a grade down to my house, my dad's house, at the end of the street, and then the street turned. And down at the end of the yard there was that tree and it now had to be about 15 feet high it was so big and when i made to come off the main road and turned and that tree came in focus you know that tree recognized me <laughs> it, it grinned <laughs> i just saw the, it just had a big grin <laughs> then one year i went back and the people had cut the tree down because it just got so big and and uh, my tree was gone. But I think of that tree on Mount Calvary. That is the tree that, that is etched into my mind forever and ever. Uh, the Christmas tree goes away. Even the tree on Mount Calvary, it's gone. But what was accomplished on that tree on Mount Calvary will last forever. Praise be to God.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation. Celebrate the birth of Jesus the
0: entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why He came to take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Largo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website, largoc Phone number 301-249-2255 I'm Pastor Jack Morris
1: There are two ways you can join us in worship at the Largo Community Church this Sunday An in-person service will be held at 9 a.m. where you're invited to join us at 1701 Enterprise Road in South Bowie Standards are in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19 including wearing of masks, hand sanitizing and spacing of seats within the large auditorium. You can also join us via live streaming at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by going to our website, largocc.org, and clicking on the Watch Live button at the top of the homepage. And however you choose to join us, I'm sure you'll be blessed as we celebrate the birth of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas throughout the month of December. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
0: I think of some Christians who have so disappointed themselves because they did something that was very un-Christian. They said it, they thought it, they fe- feel it. And now so embarrassed. and, and so, there, there's dislike for yourself right now, because you have failed. You know you have failed. You regret failing. Don't give up. There's hope. Turn to the Lord. It's Communion Sunday. We're remembering his great salvation. There's hope. Without hope, there's nothing left. We have hope. So right now, the Holy Spirit is bringing hope, a package of hope to somebody. And that somebody is taking that hope within and believing now for those unsaved children or for those unsaved parents. How I hoped for my dad's salvation, and I talked to him, prayed with him. He would even visit on vacation the churches, the little tiny churches that I used to pastor, and hear me preach, and two weeks before he died, uh, that hope became a reality, and he accepted Jesus as his Savior. Friend, don't give up hope for yourself, for your spouse, for your children, for your parents. Uh, Don't give up hope. Today, that hope can be renewed. So that's the first package the Holy Spirit is bringing. Now, the Holy Spirit is bringing you another package today. It's called a forgiveness. Now, that package is within reach also. But that package, listen to me, that package has the stain of blood upon it. There is no forgiveness outside of Jesus Christ. But in Jesus Christ, who loved us all, that he gave himself for all of us, There's that package of forgiveness. Friend, God will forgive you if you ask him. And then ask him to help you to forgive yourself. And that forgiveness will come. Friends, it's Christmas and God's passing out packages and gifts today. Won't you just reach out and take hold of that gift that God has for you? Then there's another package. I'm going to call it the package of hope. The package of forgiveness. This package I'm going to call the package of help help. How many people need help? They're just not, it's not making it on their own. Uh, They need special help. Uh, There are those that have an undesirable habit, and they're trying to break that habit. Listen, are you here? Are you listening? You're trying to break that undesirable habit, but you don't have the strength to do so. You thought it was broken, and all of a sudden, it came back. And you don't have the strength to resist it. But there's help. Did you hear what I said? There's help. There's strength. And God will give you the strength to do what needs to be done. You don't have the strength to break those habits. No, those habits are strong. Stronger than you are. Stronger than I am. They've overcome us. We've become slaves to it. We don't want it, but we can't get away from it. But there's one Hallelujah, he breaks every fetter and he sets us free. The package of help. And then there's another package, the package of peace. How much trouble there is, how much unhappiness there is. There's briars and there's thorns and uh, even Christians are pricked by those thorns. And something happens that takes away our peace Even Paul had his thorn in the flesh. And I know some of you have thorns that are pricking you today. You would have peace if it weren't for that particular situation that you're involved in. But there's peace there. God will give you that peace. Well, there's packages here today. The packages that you need and I need. And we can have them all because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. Thank God He came. Friend, I'm going to celebrate Christmas today and tomorrow, all up through to December 25, and I'm going to keep celebrating it because God has given me Jesus, and in giving me Jesus, he's given me all things. I know there's some people, you've lost a loved one, there's a widow or widower, and sometimes and I've talked to this particular lady, a wonderful lady, her husband was a pastor. Actually, her husband has preached in this church years ago, And she said, I can, at nighttime, I can almost hear his footfall outside my bedroom going down the hall. And I hear his sweet voice. Friend, there's some sad people today. Friend, you and I have everything to rejoice about. And yet we, we get upset over the least little thing. And the thing is, we stay upset for days sometimes. What's wrong with us? We have a Jesus He came and took all those wrongs and made everything right. And I think of that parent or parents that have slipped into silence beyond the curtain of time. We miss them. They're gone. But not forever. Did you hear that? Not forever. There's a place called heaven. and They're waiting there for us. But we miss them. And we would love to see them. and, And shortly we will. And then there's that. That child that no longer with us but used to sit at our table and eat, eat with us and laughed on Christmas morning. That child is gone and we're missing that child more now than perhaps any other time of the year. Or a brother or a sister that has left us by way of death. But there's a Jesus that gives hope, that gives help, that gives forgiveness. There's a Jesus who loves us. And I pray today that you will turn with all your heart toward him and love him. He, ha- he is the gift most precious, and what he gives is himself. If you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, you can. It's Christmas. He's giving you his heart, his love, his peace, his hope, his joy. He has given it to you. friend of all times, we think of peace on earth goodwill toward men and i don't ever remember a time when there's been more bloodshed right here in america so close to home and there's going to be more it's not over by any means and i wonder how we're ever going to win over terrorists and terrorism Uh, we we don't know who they are and uh, the news commentators are telling us there's more coming there's more coming friend turn to jesus today Forget those little things that are pricking you that are irritating you. God deliver you and me from those little irritations and let joy come, let peace come, let help come. God is ready to bless us abundantly if we'll just open our heart to him and give ourselves to him. Amen. Scripture says Jesus himself bear our sins in his own body, on the tree, so that we might die to sin and ever live in him. Friend, this is a wonderful opportunity to come to the altar and take the Lord's Supper and enjoy Jesus. You have but to ask, and your gift will come to you. Will you bow with me, please? Father God, Abba Father, dear Heavenly Father, Father, You have cared for us. Thank you. We are not orphans. We are children, your children, children of God, children of the Heavenly Father. Thank you for loving us so much. I pray this morning that everyone here will receive that gift that they need. In receiving Jesus, we receive all the gifts. But there is a particular gift. Friend, just keep your heads bowed. If, if you need the gift of hope, because you're somewhat hopeless. You waited a long time. It hasn't happened yet, the prayers that you're praying for. You need the gift of help because there's an undesirable habit that keeps keeps conquering you, keeps coming back. You need the gift of forgiveness. You're near despair. Don't give up. Jesus is here. The gift of peace. If you need any of those gifts, just raise your hand and I'll pray for you now. Anywhere. Oh, yes. Father, you saw these hands. We're a needy people. We need help. And you're here to help us and bless us and bring joy, peace, hope, and help to us. You're our God. Lord, bless us as we come to this holy altar. May we meet Jesus and may that wonderful gift that we so greatly need be imparted. We have but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. In his holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: We thank you for joining us for today's healing word message, Heaven's Christmas Tree. This season we are all drawn to Christmas trees. But as Pastor Moore has highlighted today, the tree that Jesus was drawn to was the cross, where he died for our sins, but rose again in victory over death. If you're struggling during this time of year, as many are, I invite you to email the pastoral team at the Largo Community Church and let us share your burden and pray for you. Send your email to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com. That's contact us at thehealingwordministries.com. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.